What's up? Hey, what's up? Hello. Oh, I have crazy heartburn, but I'm great. Great, great. I'm glad to hear it. You ate too quickly. I ate way too quickly. Not enough time in the day. You got to scarf food down your throat. Just shove it in your mouth hole. Mmm, yum. Mm. Oh, this is Two yep. Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And this episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by Euphemet. Yeah, we have a very special interview for you guys. We'll talk about it later. later. So you got to stay tuned. Um, this is an Encounters episode. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. You've been here long enough that you know where it is, and if you don't, welcome. Hi. Then you're a loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we welcome you with open arms, but we will call you a loser. <laughs> I call everyone a loser. So, loser. as you know, Sabrina, loser, loser, double loser. I'm a loser, too. Everyone's a loser. Yay. You'll lose a baby. Um, anyway, the <laughs> this past week i had my college roommates come to vermont for the first time very fun and they were commenting on how similar my mom and i are and i've never heard it before in terms of our mannerisms no one's ever told me that before but i started picking up on it and us saying the same things and having the same same terminology and my friends were like corinne stop calling people little bitch because <laughs> i love to say it is that what you get and from your mom so I, I was like, I don't know why I say it. And then we get out of the car. We go into my house. And within 30 minutes, my mom was like, Neymar's a little bitch. Oh, <laughs> just- <laughs> my gosh. I love that. So that's where I get it from. I get it all from my mom. Got it from my mama. Got it from my mama. That's amazing. I love that your mom calls people a little bitch. And now I call people a little bitch. <laughs> but it's like endearing, yeah, you know. Like- if I call you a loser or a little bitch, it means I love you. Yeah. When people are mean to you, it means that they actually like you. Especially in New England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New Englanders. Mm. Sabrina. Yes. Corinne. I saw The Incredibles too. <gasps> Me too. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't it so It was good? so fun. I watched it on 4th of July when I was sick. And I went by myself to the movie theater because I, I was like, I can't sit inside my house all day. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So I went and watched it by myself. You have the movie pass thing, I right? I do. The movie pass is the best. You really utilize it too. Yeah. I went to three movies last week. Wow, which ones? What are the other ones? Uh, Leave No Trace, Incredibles 2, and then what was the other one? You don't even remember. Uh, Did you forget? Yeah. It's okay. I don't even remember what I ate two hours ago, so. I don't even remember what I ate two seconds ago when I scarfed down my throat. (laughs) We're all just here for a good time, not a long time, am I right? (laughs) What? You know what I really want to do? Maybe I'll do this for my birthday. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) I'm going to get blindfolded and everyone has to give me food to eat and I have to say what it is. I have to guess the food. That is a great idea. Isn't it? But you know what I'll make. Mac and cheese. But you could put different flavors and I have to say, mm, truffle mac and cheese or ooh, bacon mac and cheese, you know? Ooh, mm-hmm. three cheese mac and cheese. You have to guess the specific cheese I use. Yes. Now that I watch Chef's Table, I am all about the food. Not that I wasn't before, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, now I remember what movie I watched. It wasn't Movie Pass, but I watched Love Simon. <gasps> oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I just cried and cried until like snotty me laying in bed was like snobbing, 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 <laughs> S- sobbing and snotty. That's, oh no, I was going to say that's, that's like kissing, but that's snogging. Snogging. Not quite, not quite as attractive as snobbing. No. We have some shout outs to do. Yeah, guys, before we get into our episode, we want to thank our Patreon donors for the month of June. Do you like my like? There's a lot of fancy hand twirls and jazz hands going on right now on Sabrina's end, not mine. (laughs) She's even switched hands to put the mic in a different hand so that she can use the (laughs) other hand and do the same twirls. (laughs) Yeah, I need to give both hands activity otherwise one hand will be stronger than the other oh that's smart i see what you're doing that's how you stay so thin thank god for my hand exercises (laughs) okay shall we do this shall we shall we thank people yeah let's do it because we are eternally grateful for you our patron donors and we'll start with the mamas and papas of the black eyed kids so thank you to jen and her son xander david and amanda now we are on to our good luck black cats tier. Thank you, thank you to Sarah and Alyssa. Thank you. Okay, and our overactive sagers, thank you to Jessica, Trista, Armando, Alejandro, Jordan, and Danielle. One of my favorite titles, 
the ill-gotten booty poppers. We've got McLean, Ignacio, Molly, Stephen, Veronica, Lauren, Michael, Rocco, Anthony, Jordan, Shannon, and Shannon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. And now we have our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. Brianna, Allison, Lassas, Jamie, Michael, Claire, Yamalee, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, Melinda, Sarah, Zoe, Courtney, Catherine, Holly, Anna, Tara, Alicia, Cecilia, Jen, Jonna, Jenna, Rebecca, Lorraine, Chassie, Madeline, Nikki, Jessica, Tony, Rebecca, Sarah, Eve, Juliet, Laura, Glory, Sarah, Jenny, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, Angela, Jennifer, Robin, Sean, Dill, Cassandra, Sharon, Cassie, Sarah, Donna, Victoria, Chelsea, and Aaliyah. Do you still have breath in you? <sighs> and last but not least, our phantoms. We have Taryn, Natasha, True Crime Fan Club Podcast, Blair, Edmund, Caroline, Laura, and Peter. Thank you, everyone. Bounchakuma. We wow. truly could not do this without you. Corinne and I, every night, we, we think to each other across the country how grateful we are for our Patreon donors. We do. It's half of our text message thread. It's just a screenshotting yeah. things that people have said or posted or just our own yeah. thoughts on everyone. And it's just a really wonderful thing to be a part of. And we're very, very lucky. We feel so lucky. It's I mean, I still can't get my head wrapped around it. Like we started this. We've said it a million times. We really only thought it was just going to be the two of us and maybe a couple friends who trickled in and out listening. And it just blows my mind that we have people who listen and people who love ghost stories and have some of the craziest ghost stories. And not only that, but people who are so supportive, not only of us, but of each other. Yeah. I love our community. It's real good. It's real nice. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much. Other people can, if you guys want, you can be part of our Patreon as well. Um, Just go to our website, which is, what is our Patreon website? (laughs) Which is patreon.com forward slash two girls, one ghost podcast. And you can check out, we have a video there. Then we have like all the information. We have updates. We have we have so many exciting things for you guys. So just go check it it's, out. It's all coming. It's coming. <laughs> just like the demons. Oh my gosh. We had one of... Yes, you have to say this. <laughs> one of our listeners sent us a video of her sweet dog, Pongo. Hi, Pongo. He's so who, cute. When Sabrina does the whispering, his ears go up and its head tilts to the side. Like, what? What? It's so cute. It's so cute. He's listening fine until Sabrina does demon voice. Yeah, she's like, I felt like you guys needed to see this. Pongo is a big fan, but this episode might have been a little too much for him. (laughs) So cute. So cute. Well, should we just jump into stories? I think we should. I think I'm going to go first. Sorry. I was just going to ask you to go first, so this is great. This is from Jen. It says, it's titled, My son loves you ladies and has seen a shadow person. Hello, ghostesses. I have been listening almost since the beginning and can't get enough. I listened to the podcast through the Bluetooth in my car, and I wasn't thinking when I picked up my son Xander after school, and he was instantly hooked and demanded that I turn it back on. (laughs) Xander is 10 and binged all but one episode, The Incubus and Succubus, in a matter of days. Wow, that's fast. It is now our thing that we do every Monday after work and school to listen to new episodes. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. After listening to Encounters 13, lucky number 13, Xander got very defensive telling me that Corinne and Sabrina are perfect too, and the other guy was rude for not saying so. I agree with you, Xander. Thank you for being our homie. Why don't I remember who was being rude to us? I don't know. It happens a lot, so we just start tuning it out. We block out mean comments. This week I was this week was hard on me though. This was the first time that people yeah. really got under my skin this week. Corinne swapped and took the role that I usually take because I have become less inclined to You're much more thick skinned. But at least we have Xander's support, so he's bringing me back up. Thank you, Xander. We just need you. Xander would also like for me to tell his story of seeing a shadow person. So here it goes, written in his words. All right. We're moving on to Xander. Okay. About one year ago, we were at my mom's friend's house, and I was walking around her property with my camera, exploring, when all of a sudden, I looked up because of the branches and the trees. They had moved. I'm not exactly sure what I saw, but it made me stop dead. The best way I can explain it was a walking shadow. It wasn't oh my fully see-through, but it was kind of see-through. It didn't stop 
or look at me. It just quickly moved. Once I couldn't see it anymore, I ran after it to try to find it, but there was no trace, no sound, just gone. I hope you liked my story and can't wait to see you on the other side. Stay perfect, Corinne and Sabrina. Love, Xander. Oh my gosh. No. Also, how brave. He ran after the shadow person. That is exactly the opposite of what I would do. Oh, Xander. He's a little ghost hunter in uh, in training. Yeah, he drew us a picture too, which we'll post on our Instagram. Oh my gosh. Of a ghost. Oh, it says two girls, one ghost. Yep. And has a little ghost. So we will definitely post this on our Instagram for everyone to see. But Oh, that is so I cute. Still, like, Xander. I still just can't get over the fact that Xander chased a shadow person. Well, okay. Here's the thing that I'm really glad. It seems like he – similar to our story we read a while ago where the person kind of happened to see – a shadow person walking into someone else's home. Mm-hmm. It seems like Xander caught the shadow person in action and the shadow person either didn't realize Xander saw him or was just like, I'm on a mission and I have to keep going because yeah. he didn't even turn to look at Xander. Right, which is weird. And yeah. Which is good. Because usually, I mean, we did a whole shadow person episode. So there's like yeah. the hat man, there are the watchers, there are all these different types. But I don't know what the ones are that just ignore you. And go about your day. Unless he was watching Xander, but Xander looked up as the thing was leaving. I prefer the reason, I prefer the version where the shadow person wasn't looking at Xander because we don't, we don't want shadow people hanging out. No, we don't. But it sounds like that was probably the only time that it's happened. And at least it was outside. Yeah, it wasn't in their home. That's true. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem like he was that scared. Otherwise, I don't think he would have ran after it. No. Or he's just super brave and curious. He's got the fight, not the flight. He has more courage and bravery than I ever would. Me too. That's the one time I'm going to run. <laughs> I see a dark mass, I'm out. I run away. No, I think I'd fight occasionally, but not against a shadow person. Wh- who would you fight against? In what scenario um, do you fight? Who's trying to hurt me? Like if someone came at me, I don't want to just run away from someone who's trying to hurt me. I want to fight them and get them arrested and prevent them from ever hurting someone else. Right. It's a tough call because you kind of have to decide when you do fight and when you should, if you have an opening, when you should book it. I think I believe in myself too heavily inside my brain because when I imagine these scenarios, I'm like, oh yeah, like I could totally kick so-and-so's ass or such. And like anytime I see a person, I'm like, oh yeah, I could I could take him. I can take her. So I used to think that too, because I think it's all part of our own like defense and fight or flight and our instincts to be like, I'm big, I'm scary, I can do it. <laughs> but when I was in Ireland, Marissa and I got into a bad situation where we were leaving too early in the morning for the airport and we were walking alone in the dark to where our taxi was going to pick us up and a guy like came after us and luckily the taxi cab showed up exactly on time pulled into a different street that he wouldn't normally pull into which was the alley we were literally running down trying to escape this person who was chasing us this big big man and this was the first time that i ever thought i'm gonna get really really injured and violated like i'm i'm gonna fight i'm gonna fight but like it's only gonna do so much and so in my mind i was right. like please marissa please god because she's such a flater and i'm such a fighter so i was like please don't, don't leave, leave me. me and she told me that the whole time she was thinking oh man i know i'm gonna leave her <laughs> <laughs> but luckily oh we, we were fine you guys lived yeah it was really really scary you know what i think about though is like, what if you just, instead of fighting, you start tickling someone? I don't know. That's <laughs> so weird. I'll try it and I'll let you know. <laughs> Please don't get yourself in any weird situations. Trust me, I avoid all weird situations, if not all people at all times. Uh, should I read my yes. story? Which one do I do first? I'll do the scary one first. I'm reading Jordan's story, who is a Patreon donor. Woo! So Jordan says, my ongoing ghost story. Hey ladies, I just started your podcast a few weeks ago via a recommendation from a friend, and let me tell you, I am obsessed. Such a great listen. Well, I wanted to share my story with you. My whole life, I've been interested in the paranormal and maybe had a few small experiences here and there. Things were pretty small and almost dismissible until I moved into this old house when I was in college. It was a three-bedroom house with a creepy attic and cellar in the backyard that was locked the entire time we lived there. So creepy. Very creepy. The whole setup was a little creepy, but I was so thrilled to move off campus and move in with my friends. We had a great time living together, but we all experienced some weird things we couldn't explain. It started small, but grew to a point that I couldn't stand to be there. Little things like hearing footsteps in the kitchen or someone banging on my shut door at night or hearing someone talking in the next room only to discover you were home alone. 
One day, we decided that we would try and find out what was going on. So we took a piece of paper and pencil and left it in the attic, hoping that whatever was there would leave us some kind of sign. I also wanted to take pictures with a disposable camera, but my roommate was really against it, so we didn't. That night, I had a terrible nightmare that I remember so vividly to this day. It's worth saying that to this point, as far as I can remember, I never had nightmares like this. Most of my nightmares were things like oversleeping for a big test or something like that. In this nightmare, I was in the house with my roommate. He and I were in the attic, placing the paper and pencil just like we had done in real life. I then asked if we could take pictures, and he grabbed a digital camera and agreed. We took a few pictures, and he looked to see if he had captured anything. At that point, he went sheet white and told me we needed to leave immediately. We ran down from the attic and into my room and locked the door. I asked him what was in the picture, and he wouldn't answer me. (laughs) Finally, he said, It wasn't a demon or a ghost, but the devil himself in the photo. At that moment... I looked at the crack under my door and I could see a shadow of a hoofed creature pacing outside. Then his phone rang and he handed it to me. I could hear this evil laughter on the other end. I started saying the Hail Mary in hopes to get it to leave, but the creature started saying the prayer along with me, laughing and mocking, saying that the prayer couldn't help me. I woke up with my heart racing absolutely terrified. I tried to brush it off as some silly nightmare. The next morning when we went up to the attic to see if there were any markings on the paper, The paper had a few light scribbles, and the pencil was nowhere to be found. We searched everywhere in the attic, but couldn't find it anywhere. I was hoping it was just one of the guys playing a bad prank, but I couldn't take the fear of being alone in that house. I spent a lot of nights after that staying in another friend's apartment to stay out of the house. I spent only a few handfuls of nights in that house for the duration of the the lease. One of the last nights I stayed there, I had another nightmare. This one seemed to start at the end. A friend of mine and I were running out of the house away from something. She turned to me, looked me dead in the eyes, and said, Do you know how a music box plays a song but it sounds different? Well, that's your life now. No matter what you do, your life will never be the same. You may think it's over and it's gone, but it never will be. Then I woke up. That statement has been proven to be incredibly true. I have since lived in different six different houses in three different cities and have experienced more activity than ever before in my life. Things ranging from seeing a shadow walk out of my closet, walking into my kitchen to see every cabinet drawer open, loud banging on my front door, my roommate seeing my reflection in the mirror when I wasn't really there, and me <laughs> the seeing worst. him walk by my room when he wasn't even home. I really feel like whatever was in that house has been with me ever since, and I just can't shake it. I'm not sure what it is or if it's good or bad but when i feel something or see something it's always really frightening i'm just grateful now to live with a great guy who believes me when i tell him my stories and helps to keep me calm when the activity really flares up or if i have terrible nightmares i could go on and on about all of the experiences i've had since then but the email is pretty long so thanks for reading and i'll see you on the other side and then jordan updated us saying i haven't tried to sage but i have tried holy water which usually helps for a month month or so Maybe I just haven't done it correctly. I had another dreadful nightmare last night. I won't go into great detail, but every time I fell asleep in my dream, a dark female shadow creature with long fingers would choke and scratch (gasps) me. A female. She had no features, but I could feel it was a more feminine energy. I couldn't stay awake in my dream. I kept falling back asleep and right back into the same struggle with whatever it was. I eventually actually woke up gasping for air in complete darkness and silence. I always sleep with a fan on and the TV running on mute for some light. I don't know why everything was turned off or how it happened, but it left me terrified. I was eventually able to calm myself using the silk wrapping technique, so thank you for recommending it to me. It was the only way I was ever able to get any sleep. I'm going to order order some sage and try that ASAP. Just wanted to say thanks. Another tool in dealing is very much appreciated. Jordan. I am so glad that that's working for her. Me too. Okay, there's so much to unpack with this because... The fact that she brought up the music box thing reminds me of that one experience you had. Which one? Like the circusy feeling where it was. yeah. Which made me like think that there's some weird paranormal connection to that feeling. Like a manipulation of like your surroundings basically giving you a hallucination. She, all the things, even like the cabinets opening, it just, in the attic, everything, it's just it's the reflections paranormal activity yeah. it screams like the movie paranormal activity mixed with like i know the most terrifying other paranormal movie it's so you can scary think of. can you imagine <sighs> sabrina if you were going into your bathroom right now and you see my reflection standing behind you nope that's horrifying i'm okay so i actually had a weird dream about this Wait, where was i involved no 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 oh, thank god you're not involved Sorry. <laughs> Thank God you're not involved, but I'm just haunted as fuck. <laughs> no, well, 
someone brought up today about how I was reading an email and they were saying how you never see yourself in your dreams. And I had a dream recently where I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't see myself looking back at me. I saw something like uh, someone else looking back at me and it was just like a really creepy, eerie feeling. And then I fell into the mirror and entered another dream. It was weird. That's weird that you were looking in a mirror. I don't think I've ever dreamt about looking in a mirror. I've been other players though. Like I've totally been other people in my dreams. Really? And like been in their bodies and been like walking around and then like at some point my dream kind of like pans out. The camera comes out and I see who I actually am. But Whoa. I didn't get a weird feeling. You have cameras it. in your dreams? Your, your, your dreams are it's filmed on camera? It's an entire production. <laughs> you have cast and crew. You have a snack table. You have your own trailer. I do. Ron Howard is my director. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, gosh. I just, I mean, for Jordan, though, like for her roommate, to see her reflection in real life. No, it's not a dream. It's real life. She's not there. To see anyone pop up behind you in the mirror when you're not expecting is scary. And for it to yeah. be someone who's not actually there is like honestly the most terrifying thing I can imagine. And it means it's something mimicking people. So it's, it's like, it's scary. It's one thing. And it's the reason that mirrors really freak me out is because if you see something, you see it. It's in front of you. And you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm so scared. But when you're looking in a mirror... You're not looking, you're seeing a reflection. So you're completely off guard and unprotected. Right. You're not looking at directly where that thing is. And you can't yeah. really tell where that thing is. Right. Is it coming in from the mirror like a portal or is it standing behind you, but you can only see its reflection in the mirror? Yeah. It's, nope. I don't, no, I don't like it. Nope. 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 I'm going to be like that crazy old lady when you walk into her house. My grandkids aren't going to want to go to grandma's house because every mirror is going to be covered with a (laughs) big white sheet. It's going to look like at the haunted mansion. AKA I'm going to live in a mansion. (laughs) (laughs) That is the important part of the story too. When I played MASH, I got the mansion. So. Oh man, I think I'm like, I'm snobbing again. I can't breathe. I have snot in my nose. Oh, there's a show on Netflix. It's called Requiem. And it's, I think it's a British show. It's in my queue. Actually, I added it to my list. It is so good. I think you'd like it. I can watch it in the daytime. Yeah. There you go. It's a daytime show. But they have the same thing where like you walk into this big mansion and all the mirrors are either covered or they're gone. Makes you wonder what happens in that mansion. What happens in those mirrors? Next story. Next story. Okay. This is from RJ. It's called Good Ghost Story. You really reeled us in with this title. It better be good. We're all about good ghost stories. (laughs) Although I I would argue all ghost stories are good. That's true. If there's a ghost in it, I'm listening. Hi, ladies. I've been binge listening to your show since Ghosts in the Burbs mentioned your podcast, and I love it. Thanks, Liz. Yeah, thank you, Liz. My gosh. I feel like we're best friends with Liz, but we've never actually met met us, but we talk about her all the time. (laughs) Keep up the good work. I've noticed that y'all like it when a ghost story comes in that is more positive, and I think that I have a good one for you. Don't get me wrong. I may, don't get me wrong, I have many scary ghost stories as well, but I'll start with this short but sweet one. Okay. When I was living in Colorado with my family of seven, we lived in a two-story townhouse. I am the oldest of five kids, and although this was about 28 years ago, I still remember it vividly. It was a very nice day in Durango, Colorado, so we had the windows open in the house to let the cool breeze in. The windows had those screens on them so that you can open them without letting any bugs in and stuff like that. It was a Saturday and the whole family was home. Us older children and my parents were busy doing some weekend chores before we went out for a hike in the nearby woods. My three-year-old sister was upstairs in my parents' room sitting on the bay window looking outside when suddenly she wasn't. (gasps) What? I looked over and saw that the screen had popped out and my three-year-old sister had fallen out of the second story window. Oh my god, I have chills. Oh my gosh. I yelled for my dad and we all ran downstairs fearing the worst. My mom called 911 right away. Oh my gosh. My chills have not gone away. Holy crap. That's like when we go outside, my sister was sitting in the grass. My dad picked her up, looked her up and down, and nothing. No broken bones, no bruises, not a scratch. We were all dumbfounded. My mom asked her what happened, and as well as a three year old could, she said, I followed out the window and a lady caught me. Uh, we looked all around and there was no one to be found. <laughs> Chills again. What? The ambulance then arrived and did a quick inspection as well. They asked her what happened. And again, she said, I fell out the window and the lady caught me. The ambulance workers were taken aback 
and they asked my parents who the lady was that caught her, and my parents explained that we ran down right after she fell, and there was no lady in sight. The ambulance workers asked her again what happened, and she said, this time annoyed that they were asking the same question again, you understand, <laughs> you'd understand if you met my sister. I already told you, I falled out the window, and a lady caught me. Oh. My mom to this day swears that the lady would have been my great-grandma. She passed away a few years before, and she was always the type that would take care of everyone. She was a nurse, and if someone was sick, she had a room in her house where they would go stay, and she would take care of them. I tend to agree. So that's my good ghost story. I hope you enjoyed it. See y'all on the other side. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of the scene in Matilda when the girl with the pigtails is swung around by Miss Trunchbull and thrown out the window and then Matilda makes her like slide through the flower field and she's collecting flowers through as she's sliding through it. Oh my gosh. I love Matilda. <laughs> Me too. I was thinking about it earlier because I was at Cafe Nero and they have chocolate cake and whenever I see chocolate cake I think of Matilda. But holy crap. Like it's still I have chills. I've never had chills for this long. A three-year-old topples three-year-olds are kind of top heavy you know yeah they're Their very heads are still they're, bigger yeah they're all upper body and no legs and probably fell head first out the window i'm sure that's i mean that's something that you see someone fall out a window and especially a three-year-old and yeah you think the worst and to go downstairs and be like no she's just sitting here like happily as can be in the grass like la 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 playing it's so oh i wish they had cameras i really wish they had I cameras know. outside it's so it's so bewildering, but like also makes you wonder if like everyone says that there's like a a reason for things, right? So like when people die, it's like their time to go, and whether mm-hmm. you believe that or not, but like this situation makes me wonder if that's actually true because it wasn't her time. So the grandma was like, "I'm gonna, I need to save her." I can't, I don't even have a response because I'm just like so blown away, and it it's it's tough because it's like, well, what about the kids who didn't make it? to say that they didn't have more to live for you know i know i know but yeah i mean that's why it's like such a complicated it's miracle thing to it's explore yeah the right it's a miracle place right time right spirit present right having a everything. guardian yeah yeah Man. i mean i i can tell you right now i do not have a guardian angel so if i were to fall out a window that's that so you like, don't know that no i know i don't have a guardian angel but i'm um accepting applications so (laughs) if if you want to be my guardian angel please send out everyone if you want to volunteer sabrina (laughs) will send you a contract and you have to yeah but i think it's really special to have a guardian angel and i'm sure her grandmother is still watching over her sister today and And her whole family i'm sure religious or anything because I'm not religious and neither are you. We've talked about right. that. But just the the whole thing about guardian angels, I so wonder if I'm kind of thinking of like spirit guide versus guardian angel. I wonder if a spirit guide is just a spirit that's kind of assigned to you and whatever. Right. And you don't know that person. And I wonder if guardian angels are ones that were your family members or people really close to you or if they can be anyone or if they're anyone. I don't know. No one knows. That's right. the beauty of paranormal activity and ghost stories we never know there's no we right answer know. i feel like you can't even really have an opinion when it comes to this stuff right i mean i guess you can but it's all just that's what we do that's our podcast <laughs> that's true but we change all the time i know that's true with it's the, more with just with like each story. speculation well i think what is great is just getting personal stories from people and being able to change our opinions or or try to like cultivate new ideas about the paranormal world, which is actually something that Jim Perry does on his podcast, Euphemit. Yes. So we got a very special interview with Jim where he talks about his new podcast, Euphemit, which is already out. Sabrina and I have listened. I think I, there are three or four episodes out um, yeah. by the time that this airs our Encounters episode. So we sat down with Jim and talked a little bit about his podcast. And in good TGOG fashion, we first... Got a ghost story out of him. Just a note, uh, we recorded this interview in three different places in the U.S. So there might be maybe a ghost or two. Or maybe it's just feedback. Audio issues. Audio issues. The huge. You tell us. So take a listen to Jim from Euphemet. We're ready for the ghost story. Okay. So uh, (laughs) that was very apropos that I was going to be speaking with you guys right before this happened. But... uh, 
I just moved into a new apartment, my wife and I, and you know, we just got this new bed. It's like, it, it's this, it's this brand new mattress. It was a lot of money. It's taking me a while to adjust. Like it's our second night in this new place, second night like sleeping on this bed, and I couldn't like get comfortable at all. So I just moved out of the front room, like posted up on the couch, and said like, okay, well, this is my life now. Right. Sleeping under cardboard boxes, um, and so you know, my wife got up in the morning and said like, hey, were you in your, were you in your office last night, like putting away pens and like books and like putting stuff in the desk and I was like uh no <laughs> uh, <laughs> not at all oh my like, gosh I I was just out on the couch yeah so it's already started here whatever it is two days in and you're already oh haunted gosh. two days in so yeah I, I I think it probably relates to your guys' show considering you're such a haunted show oh I think it's now you're telling us people in the future <laughs> We have people telling us all the time that they have nightmares after listening to our podcast or they're like, oh, I heard an EVP in your in your episode. They're constantly looking for things. <laughs> we are haunted. Maybe the ghost is whispering over your shoulder, Jim, right now. <laughs> I thought that was just like the cool breeze from the open window. but <laughs> Your window is actually closed, Jim. It's not open. <laughs> Go hide under my sheets in my haunted bed. Oh, my God. Uh, well... Our advice to you is to sage, and we're definitely not qualified to give advice, but that's all we got, and that's what we give everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's good advice. I think that I'll probably parlay the next Euphemet episode with someone that has experience in that field, maybe. Oh, and maybe that's a good a idea. part of that will be like, hey, you got to come over to my place. That, that won't be a weird advice. No, not at <laughs> all. I mean, bring your entire sage kit. Nothing weird about that. Yes. Right. right, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Well, besides being haunted, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jim Perry. I'm the host and creator of this podcast, Euphemet. Euphemet is a show about the paranormal and supernatural, but it's really a show about the people who experience and live these lives that are supernatural and on the fringes of the paranormal. So um, it's a show about the unknown and our relationship to it. Right. So Mm -hmm. we look through the lens of the personal to tell like sort of more human centric stories uh, where we ask the question every episode, you know, how are these experiences, these events or, you know, these beliefs transforming our lives? Right. And I think I mean, I think Corinne and I both agree that that's actually a really important discussion to be having because I think there's a stigma behind what the paranormal is in in our world. And there's so much more to it and how people experience it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, everyone has a story. And and that's the, that's the crazy thing that makes, you know, shows like yours, shows like mine uh, that, that deal with ghosts and the paranormal and these supernatural experiences. Uh, you, th- you think, like, within this space where folks are really open and there's a lot of communication, it still is kind of like this smaller community, right, mm-hmm. in general. Right. But... It's, it's easy to forget that it, a lot of the things that we experience, that the folks that we talk to experience, is, like, not so unique. That a lot right. of it is pretty damn typical when spread throughout right. the spectrum of the rest of the folks. That's so true. We hear it all the time, and it's just so crazy. And it's like, y- you so badly want people to understand what everyone else is going through. And I think that you do that with your show as well. Sabrina and I have both listened and talked about the show. Um, But for the people, our listeners who are listening now, what kind of topics do you explore or plan to go into on the show? So we're certainly going to explore the sort of paranormal standards that are out there, Mm -hmm. the cryptids, the UFOs, the ghosts, um, the, the mediumship. Uh, so, so that's going to be a part of it, but we're, we're going to re- really work hard on exploring the, the characters, the personalities, the people behind stories that haven't been heard yet. Uh, stories of folks that their, their lives are perhaps immersed in, in these sort of experiences and this, these anomalous events. Um, and, and yet their voices have not been heard. And so it's really important for us to, yeah, to, to, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of, a, a little bit of a personal challenge as well. Like, how right. do we push push beyond those standards and, and find something else, find something new? 
Is there an example from one of your recent episodes where you do that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, I'd like to say that I experienced sort of like Westworld in real life. That kind of sounds amazing. You know, we, we met with this, uh, my assistant producer, Chelsea, and I, we went out to Sedona, Arizona, and we met with this wonderful man, Peter Gersting, um, one of the most humble, one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. Um, this guy was notorious in the 70s, 80s, and 90s as the UFO lawyer. So, so he brought, he brought to court some of the, uh, the, the, the first, uh, Freedom of Information Act lawsuits and requests against the government for information about UFOs and secret technology. And so he was kind of a pioneer in this entire community. Wow. Since then, uh, he's been on his own trip and he started to, through visions, started to experience signs and signals that pointed him in the direction to go to Sedona, you know, leave the East Coast, go to Sedona. You have some business to do there. And what it was is his his mission was to find and accept this challenge to jump into a vortex upon it opening at the top of this of this uh, red rock. What? Yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He began to interpret reality in a much different way, and he began to really play the game within the game. Um, this guy's like Ed Harris's character come to life. Wow. Fascinating to attempt to climb that red rock uh, with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my assistant producer uh, <laughs> made it to the top. <laughs> um, so are you saying that you did not make it to the top? I did not. You know what? You tried. You tried. And that's what I did try. You know, she got up there and got some great tape with Peter Mm -hmm. uh, that really highlight some of his thinking process in terms of um, how he reflects on his life with UFOs, his life with this new, uh, you know, mission statement in this 3D reality. And uh, we got to really kind of hear a lot of fantastic stories that I think a lot of folks have not heard yet from him. Um, So that's an example of uh, taking taking a personality that is very well known to the paranormal community, but really shining the light towards like, what is his story as a human being? Right. How does he interpret this information? Uh, uh, You know, aside from the headlines and the, and the fervor that some of this can, uh, some of this can kind of generate. I'm like super jealous of his ability to go jump into a vortex. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I mean, Hey, like if you guys want to go to Sedona, (laughs) <laughs> hike up there to witness the location of where the vortex is alleged to open um in 2018 then you should you should do it because you too can participate jim if you didn't make it to the top there is no way i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> heck no <laughs> the crazy thing is that like so I'm, I'm coming into a place where okay you're gonna do all these podcast adventures and you're gonna go and sit to, to back up, like Euphemet, one of the things that makes us different in terms of like sort of a podcast centering around this material is that, you know, we, we're out in the field. We go and we have boots on the ground and we're embedding ourselves, in some cases living, you know, for a few days with some of these yeah. folks that we're, we're telling their story with. So in that regard, I came into this and just thrust out of my, you know, comfy desk and, and <laughs> you know, sort of into this nomadic lifestyle where uh, perhaps my fitness level is not up to the task of being a <laughs> podcast any other job Who knew podcasting was so trying? Right. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like cut myself some slack in those regards. Do you have any um, new adventures coming up? I do, yeah. Uh, none of which I can kind of share and talk about, and 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 frank, frankly, I am uh, so I'm still recovering from Arizona. <laughs> My knees have not repaired themselves. Um, I'm de- I'm certainly just I certainly just fall asleep in the middle of the day for no reason. <laughs> the air was thin. You still haven't recovered. You need more oxygen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, in terms of in in terms of. Um, I'm going to be all over the place. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Looking at my sort of my, my projected travel log, looking at some of the, um, the folks that I'm going to spend a lot of time with. And uh, I'm, I'm really challenging myself and challenging the, the producers involved in the show to mm-hmm. live 
outside of their comfort zone and and just try and failure is okay just just go out there and let's challenge ourselves and and try to get to these situations and get the listener as close to these experiences and experiencers as possible well this is just so cool and sabrina and i are so excited we've talked about this podcast a few times just like so excited to get on the phone with you we're hoping you tell us what you would do next but that's okay it just makes us more excited to listen and Thank you for connecting with us. This is so yeah, great. Thank you so much. It was so great talking with you. Thank you so much. All right. Like, uh, let's plan our adventure. Let's go get in some weird shit. Somewhere that's not, doesn't involve a hike. <laughs> Have a good one, Jim. Right, thank you, guys. Bye, Jim. Bye. So definitely go check out Euphemet. It is an awesome show, and we are sure you will love it, too. And Jim's just such a great guy. Our new bud. I have a story from Lily who actually just featured you, Corinne, on the Empowerment Ensemble. Mm -hmm. And she asked both of us to be a part of this, and we were really excited. And then she also sent us a ghost story. So real quick, the Empowerment Ensemble is uh, each week they invite inspiring females to write a letter to her younger self because their hope is that by sharing the wisdoms we know now with our younger selves, we can open up a bigger conversation of what's happening with women today. So go check that out on Instagram. Corinne wrote a amazing letter to her younger self and there's a cute picture of her as a like, little kid <laughs> it's something that i changed. like have to say to my it's not even to my younger self it's to my current self it's to myself right from age 11 on um okay this is from lily she says a ghost story as promised on the way to my friend's family's barbecue my friend's husband says to me hey just warning you jen's mom house is weird oh no Figuring he meant the house was old or that her mom had a weird collection of some sort, I didn't think much of it. My friend Jen then follows up with, oh yeah, I wonder if the ghost will come out today. I gasped. How is this the first time I'm hearing this? I screamed. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> this is like a conversation we would have with anyone who tells us about yeah. a ghost story. Jen replied, oh, I thought I told you. It just happens so often now that we've just come to expect it. I immediately demanded to hear every story and experience that they had had in the house. Jen noted that from the moment her parents moved in, strange things started to happen. Doors opening on their own, cold spots, and the feeling of being watched occurred frequently. But the longer they stayed in the house, the more present the spirits became. The family's three dogs would all bark mysteriously at an empty corner of the room. While sitting in the kitchen, Jen's mom had felt a small hand grab her grab her hand underneath the table. <gasps> Ooh, no. But it's kind of like sweet. Maybe. I guess it's, yeah, most likely a child. Right. One day, Jen's husband was sleep was stepping out of the shower upstairs, and the second he turned the water off, he heard a little girl whisper, Hello, as clear as the day. When he was naked? When he was naked. That would su- if you're a ghost, that's the right time to appear. Oh, yeah. When people are stepping people out of the shower already- and they're vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> already on edge. One of the most intense experiences Jen... Jen's mom had had in the house was when they hosted a psychic medium over for a reading. Her mom actually had no intention of finding out any information regarding her own house. A family friend had lost a loved one recently and wanted to hire a medium to see if she could contact them on the other side. They just so happened to pick Jen's mom mom's house to host the event. The moment the medium arrived, she said the choice to use this house was no accident and that she could barely walk in the door because she was bombarded with spirits. Whoa. Not only did the family's friend's loved one come through, the medium stated that her fireplace was a portal and many spirits have come and gone through the house. Well, that's not an easy thing to get rid of. No. If your fireplace is the portal, like you're kind of... And how does it become that? I don't know. Okay. The medium then turned her attention to the stairs and described an older man standing at the top of the stairs watching over the group. From the description the medium provided, Jen's mom knew immediately it was her father who had killed himself when she was very little. Finally, the medium said to Jen's mom, is there a young child within your immediate family? Yes, my granddaughter Scarlett. Do you know anyone with a name starting with the letter C? Said the medium. Yes, my son-in-law Chris, she replied. The medium went on to say that Chris and his daughter were soulmates. They had unfinished business in a past life, and that's why they were together again in this life. She also noted that people who are soulmates have matching birthmarks. Oh my gosh. Later that night, Jen's mom called Jen to tell her about the medium. She brings up what the medium said about Chris and Scarlett and asks if she ever noticed similar birthmarks on the two of them. Jen was silent and then proceeded to say, yes, Chris has a birthmark on his arm that is identical to a birthmark Scarlett has on her leg. 
They noticed it a long time ago, but never thought much of it. Pulling into Jen's mom's driveway, I was ecstatic and panicked all at the same time. As much as I wanted to experience something in that house, I definitely did not want to experience something in the house. <laughs> Jen's mom answers the door invite and invites us in. Jen turns to her mom and says, Hey mom, we told Lily about the ghosts in the house. Jen's mom replies, Oh well, why don't I introduce you? What? No. Hugs <laughs> from the other side, Lily. Lily, why'd you end it like that? <laughs> I know I told her I was like okay Lily you ended at the best slash worst place because of what happened to you yeah but isn't that amazing that's so cool low-key I was like I'm going home tonight and I'm going to find out if Nick and I have the same birthmark oh my gosh me and my cousin have birthmarks in a very similar spot but are Mm -hmm. they identical shaped I mean it's a blotch so it's identical as a blotch can get (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting. I never knew that about because I had heard birthmarks were a sign of signifying where a a place that you may have may have caused your death in your past life. Right. Like there'll be a birthmark on like this above the spleen and like the person was stabbed or something. Right. In a past life. But that's crazy. And again, another question I have the difference between traveling souls and soul mates. Right. Souls can travel together. But I, I, I think I'm under the impression that it can be multiple. It can be like a group of three or four or five souls yeah. that are often coming in contact and like leading similar lives each right. time. But soul mates, that's different. Yeah. Where's your birthmark? Mine's on my stomach. It's really hmm. small. So and it's really light. So really only when I'm pretty pasty. Can you see it? If I'm tan, it blends in. Do you have one? Where's yours? I have, I have two. I have one on my lower back and then one on my thigh. So I don't know what that would mean for my death. I want, yeah, I bet, mm-hmm. especially the back one, someone might have stabbed you in the back. Or someone it was a car stabbed accident. me right in the front. They looked right in my eyes and right <laughs> into my you. stomach. Or maybe birthmarks are happy places where <laughs> it's like an umbilical cord that attaches us to our soulmate. Ooh. So if I just put my leg up in the air, my thigh birthmark will draw me to my soulmate yeah (laughs) it's like a magnet does this mean i have two soulmates if i have two birthmarks maybe you're a polygamist i cannot imagine myself being that or maybe your soulmate is like a partner and a child (gasps) oh my god or a cat it's definitely two cats (laughs) (laughs) all right uh all right you want to wrap this up yes 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 this is from nicole called my dreams hi corinne and sabrina my name is nicole and i've been binge listening to you for a couple of days now and i love the podcast i'm on episode 23 and wanted to share some dreams that i've had number one my favorite uncle passed away when i was 17 i was hurt for a long time about it because like i said he was my favorite well a few years later i had a dream about him In the dream, we were at my granny's house, and she asked me to go downstairs to get my uncle. I looked at her kind of funny because I knew he was dead, but I went anyway. As I was turning the corner, he was there with some friends playing cards. I screamed, you're okay, you're here. He didn't say anything, just kind of looked at me, got up, and started to walk to the back of the house. I followed him, and I kept asking him to say something, anything to me, and I was crying so hard I had to stop and catch my breath, and at this point, he turned smiled, opened his arms, and hugged me. He kissed me on my head and said, I love you and I'm okay, Nicolo, what he used to call me when I was a kid. And he knows I hated it because it sounds like a boy's name. (laughs) Story number two. When I was 19, I lost a pregnancy at 13 weeks. Oh my gosh. I never knew the sex of the baby. About five or six years later, I had a random dream that I was sitting on the porch of a house that I didn't recognize. I was watching a little girl, maybe five or six on a bike when she rode up to me and said, Mommy, did you see me? And I said, Yes, I see you, baby. Keep going. A few minutes later, I heard a crash and I was looking around and I didn't see her. I started to panic and cry and call her name, Ayana, the name I had picked out for a girl. She came riding down. I have chills all over my body again. She came riding down the sidewalk on her little bike and asked why I was crying. And I told her because I thought she was hurt. And she took my face in her little hands and said, I'm okay, mommy. I'm with Uncle Melvin, my uncle from the previous dream that died. (gasps) No. He keeps me safe and you too, mommy. I started (gasps) crying again and she kissed me on my cheek and said, we're okay, mommy. Oh my gosh. gosh. The last one was similar. 
my neighbor, I called him my little brother, had been killed. And that night I got home and I had a dream that he was in my house and I was getting ready to go with him somewhere. He got up and stood in my bedroom door and said, man, sis, you can't come this time, but I'll talk to you later. Gave me a long hug and walked out of the house. I opened the door literally one second later and he was gone. Well, ladies, these aren't scary, but more peaceful to me because I feel that they're just letting me know that they're okay. Well, this was longer than expected. So thanks for reading, ladies. I'm sneaking and typing this at work. LOL. (laughs) Nicole. Oh, my gosh. That is. She gets crazy visitations from people in her life. Which is amazing i mean as horrible as it is to have gone through these experiences to lose yeah, a child it's never easy yeah nope but to have that that ability to find out that someone you loved and lost is okay is truly magical and two i'm just blown away by like the emotions that she feels when she's in these dreams it's so real it's so her real. because it really is a visitation yeah. she's mourning them and crying for them and yearning for them right. and screaming out for them. Because right. in a normal dream, I think it's just like you wake up and you're like, whoa, that was sad. Uh, that upset me. But like this is like she was in it because they were visiting her. The biggest difference is when you have a visitation, it's your your true soul and your consciousness awake and, and living this dream. Right. And then in a regular dream, it's your subconscious kind of working through things or – you know, whatever you want to interpret your dreams to be. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a clear distinction. And, and I've had, I and I've said this on the podcast, most of my experiences have been in my dreams. And there's a very clear distinction between a regular dream and a visitation. Yeah, there really is. And I feel like it's confusing too. Like you wake up and you know something's different. Yeah, but if you don't you really feel know about visitations, it's confusing. Right. Uh, I love that all oh, her baby and the her uncle is watching together. over Ayana, Ayana. So beautiful. Uncle Melvin. And then even just her friend, like giving her a goodbye. I know. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Don't worry. We'll meet yeah. again. Uh, so powerful. Oh, my gosh. I love I love our encounters episodes, not only because it's easier for us work wise, <laughs> but because I just I love hearing other people's stories and their experiences and yeah, and getting to know the paranormal world through our listeners' eyes and experiences. It just blows my mind and every single time we do these encounters episodes, I I think about these stories the entire week. Me too. I, I mean, not even the entire week. I reference Stories that we told months ago all the time. Right. I'm always yeah. like, this reminds me of when this person went through this or this person yeah. experienced this. They stick with you. Yeah. And then half the time I forget if it was something we read on our podcast or if it was a friend. But then it's like, oh, they're one and the same. Yep. It's, you guys are our friends. We're all a big family. Ghost loving family. And who knows? Maybe your matching birthmark person is out there in the world. Should we all podcast. post our birthmarks on Facebook and see if we match up with anyone? <laughs> I I am so down for that. That's a new dating app. You only upload your birthmark as your profile picture. Find your soulmate through your birthmarks. Wait, I love that. It's like the voice where you don't actually get to see the person. Mm-hmm. They just have to have a perfect birthmark and then you turn your chair and that's it. You found your soulmate. <laughs> Mine will be one girl, two birthmarks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's true. Well, guys. Oh, wow. And by the way, what? we're not drunk. Some people think we're oh drunk. Oh, my God. I was going to mention that in the beginning of the episode. Guys, we record at like 6 a.m. half the time. <laughs> I'm not drinking. We're not drunk, but you know what we are? We're extremely tired. Sabrina has a <laughs> full-time job. I'm in grad school and had a part-time job for the majority of our podcast recording. Recording takes a couple hours. Editing takes six plus hours on top of that. Yeah. Plus researching, plus emails, plus merch, plus everything else. It's We're basically working two jobs and we're just really tired. We're not drunk. <laughs> we promise we're not drunk. But honestly, if people already think that we're drunk, does that mean we can get drunk and it won't make a difference? We've just been given permission to get drunk while recording our podcast. All right. See you next episode, Sabrina. Should be interesting for my work day when I start the day and I'm already drunk. Well, they have all those alcoholic seltzers now that just look like real seltzer. So just drink a couple of those. 
That's true. And also, like, who cares if people do podcasts while drinking? Like, let them drink. If you don't like a podcast, just move on. There's, <laughs> I read a statistic that there was 500,000 active podcasts in the year of 2018. So if this one isn't the one for you, you have so many others and you'll probably find your match. And there's so many great ones, but like also like us. <laughs> but if you don't like us, you can't sit with us. <laughs> but if you don't like us, we'll keep talking to you until you accept us. You can't turn us off because we will appear as ghosts and you'll never get away. And that's okay. Like we've had people who have DM'd us before saying, I'm looking for a podcast that's ABCD. Do you know of any? And I've literally directed people to other yeah. podcasts. So we support everyone in the podcast community because we know how much work goes into it. And like, damn it, it's time consuming. And it's very time consuming. If you know someone who does a podcast, give them a hug because they probably need it. <laughs> They're very tired. But also ask first before you hug them because some people don't want to be hugged like me. Yeah, I was going to say like you, Sabrina. <laughs> but yeah. So I yeah. think it's just a rule of thumb that if you don't like something, you don't have to really bash it and say all these really mean things. Right. When the people might see those really mean things and get upset and stay awake all night for a week and have to text <laughs> their friend Sabrina and say, I'm hurting inside. Help me. While I'm at karaoke and I don't know how to help you, so I go to the bathroom to excuse myself. You run to, to the read bathroom the and read all the messages. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, if you don't like something, just move on. You know, not everyone has to like everything. That's why there's a million different types of things. Here's another words of wisdom from that I did not come up with. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. If you aren't going to give constructive, good constructive criticism and just be mean, don't say it. Yeah, keep if you're it gonna, in your head. Yeah. If you have an opinion, great. You're allowed your opinions, but don't make other people feel bad because of your opinions. Yes, there's a good way of giving feedback. You yeah. And too, if you don't like something, you can always say, it's not what I was looking for. Or it's yeah, it doesn't suit me and my personality. You don't have to say terrible things. You don't have to say that we're that we make you physically ill to listen to. <laughs> that one, we're I not like, a wow, disease. I feel bad for you if you get such a strong visceral reaction to. And also, don't listen then if you're having yeah. a hard time. <laughs> if we are, if we're making you that ill, go to the doctor, find out what's wrong with you. It's not us. This you're is clearly sick. our rant from TGOG. <laughs> We needed this, though. We needed to get it off of our yeah, chest. Yeah, we needed to get it off our chest. We're really happy, but – and we're, you know what? This is a the thing. There might be one or two bad comments that we come across, and it does hurt our feelings, but we know that we have so many loyal listeners yes. who are here every single week, and we truly, truly appreciate you. And, and that was the thing of this week, too, because I started out the week reading two really mean comments, and they really got <laughs> under my skin. But then the rest of the week, I was responding to direct messages, reading iTunes reviews and everything like that. And it just was so uplifting. And you guys are the kindest people ever. And yeah. it's just so great. And I was screenshotting them, sending to Sabrina, like, it doesn't we matter this. anymore. <laughs> you were sending it all to me for your own sake. For but my own I'm sake. Glad I was I'm, like, look, I'm know. healthy again. Someone said this. <laughs> I feel good about myself. Oh, well, that was that. If you have cool birthmarks or ghost cool stories, stories, yeah, email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail dot com. Mm -hmm. And then we have social media. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have a Facebook page that you can like, and then we have a Facebook group that you can join. And as mentioned on our last regular episode, we added rules. To our Facebook group just for the sake of respecting everyone. We want to make sure everyone has a good time in our Facebook group. Everyone's feeling comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Check out Euphemet. Jim Perry is amazing. We are really excited to see what he does next with Euphemet and what other cool experiences and adventures he goes on and people he talks to. And we also since we're a podcast you can review us on itunes you can show your oh, yeah, support there about as iTunes. well by reading and reviewing us please do it we have merch we forgot that oh we yeah have merch we have too. Merch. if you're still here if you're still listening <laughs> we have merch probably not 
Okay. Shall we just do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We will. See you, See you on the other, other side. side. Very smooth.